Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Ainsley's Gold Silver Standard Insights, brought to you by goldsilverstandard.com and ainsleybullion.com.au. I'm your host, Joe. As usual, we have Chris Tipper here to break down the morning's news posted on the Ainsley website. And joining Chris today is Branko. Now, Branko is one of the dedicated Ainsley team members, and he also wrote this morning's article, and that was entitled, Why the World's Largest Hedge Fund is Buying Up More Gold Now Than Ever. So welcome to the show for the first time, Branko. And Chris, over to you. Thanks, Joe. The next rate decision out of the US is now just hours away, and we've seen volatility really start to pick up as the market positions for the likely scenarios of what comes next. The US dollar is threatening to break out into new all-time high territory as we speak, with no additional technical resistance standing in its way if it does, as the momentum of that wrecking ball comes crashing back into the markets once more. It's the same story we've been watching on repeat over and over for most of this year. Some clarity will come as that next rate number and associated commentary is released, but the ongoing pain is undeniable across markets and in the real economy. Very few people seem to be able to find a safe way to protect themselves against the relentless cost of living increases, while their wealth is rapidly falling due to deteriorating economic growth with no buffer from higher wages. Branko, who is primarily from the Ainsley Crypto team, but who also closely follows the gold and silver markets along with all of the markets really, joins me today after completing a deep dive on the question of where you can find some safety in an environment like the one we're currently facing. Uh, Branko compiled the written news piece today, and um, from that research, it'll be great to have him here with us to break it down a little bit further and really dig into some of those key points he discovered. So thanks, Branko, for your work around this, um, and welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks uh, for having my, me. Yeah, it really was interesting to sort of read particularly what you're talking about um, in terms of a major player saying gold is the key. But I suppose my first question is, what makes people unresponsive to persistent elevated inflation? Because even though in that article it was talking about the reason that you really need to, to switch to gold, we haven't seen gold rocketing higher. So what's going on there? And, and really around that idea of unresponsive um, persistent infl elevated inflation that was mentioned, what, what does that mean? And, and why are people acting that way? I'm glad you asked. This is kind of a key lesson I learned when I was compiling the news. Um, so to define it first, persistent elevated inflation is basically an economic scenario where inflation has been so high for so long that people become accustomed to it and don't take the action that they necessarily should, right? So right. what makes people unresponsive? They're just they're used to inflation. They're used to losing six, seven, eight percent a year on their cash, mm -hmm. and there was, as a result, they've almost become complacent and then irrational and don't make the appropriate move that they should on the chessboard for their uh, you know investments. Um, and then, kind of leading with that second point you had about why we aren't seeing gold go higher, even though the demand is much higher. Yep. The main reason for that is because again this complacency idea and that people are taking out their cash across the board of all assets, you know, equities, crypto and, and gold and silver. And even though it doesn't make necessarily the most sense to take your money out of gold and silver right now, people are still doing so out of fear to hold, to hold it because they want to hold on to that cash, right? That's, you know, even though it's, 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 you know, heavily inflationary, there still is almost like a protection mechanism. They want to hold on to it. So right. yeah, that's what's going on at the moment. So it, it seems that, like you said, the word complacent, that makes a lot of sense, I suppose, that people um, effectively just become used to it happening and going, well, I'd rather just have that cash on me. Um, and and I, 
I suppose that makes sense as well if you think about things like fuel prices and everything just blowing out of proportion. You probably do feel safe having that cash available that you can, you know, you, you might have it in a, in a bank account or stacked away in the cupboard. It doesn't really matter. That's the idea that you can access it really quickly if you need to. But surely there's some dangers in that. So what, what do you sort of see as the dangers of being complacent um, and not acting when we can see there's clear inflation signs happening everywhere at the moment? Yeah, I think the big danger is you, you're going to lose money, not in a traditional way. It's going to be intensive opportunity cost. So right. like in a more risk on kind of environment, right? We might, you know, if we earn 20% a year on our portfolio, we might be very happy with that. And that's very good. But if we maintain 0%, when the market is down 20%, that is in reality, the same, uh, you know, level of, like, of positive value that you've extracted from the market. But our brains don't see it that way. So, you know, the danger of inaction is you're going to lose 20% when you could have lost nothing or made five. Right. And, and you should, and, and the, the kind of key mindset difference is going to be, you know, I need mean, to think of that as a 20, 25% win. So, and, and that is a tricky one to do, isn't it? Because you've actually, got to, you really do have to change your mindset, like you said, to realise that not doing anything is actually making a trade because not doing something yeah. is actually choosing to lose from inflation. And it, it, they refer to it as a hidden tax. It effectively is hidden, um, but that, that's an important point, isn't it? Yeah. And when I talk about the 20, 25%, that's, you know, over a multi-year period. I mean, inflation is, you know, 6% or, or whatever it is now, but th those, those gains mm -hmm. are going to pile on if you just have your money in cash year after year after year. And so you've got to keep that in mind. So I know as part of your research for this article today, you were looking at tonight's um, Fed rate hike predictions. Um, do you think that it's effectively a, a you know, sure gone conclusion, a foregone conclusion that we're going to get uh, the three quarter of a percent rate rise? And, and do you think the markets have priced that in? Yeah, so I do think that is probably the most likely scenario that we are looking at. However, I think you know, as investors or traders, we have to be careful not to just have it as a foregone conclusion because as we saw last week with the CPI situation, how the market consensus was that it would drop by 0.1% and we ended up having a 0.2% increase above that level, that caused complete market chaos. So if, I think it is priced in that 0.75% increase. I just think we also need to be wary that if it is more, we could see another kind of catastrophic market day. Well, and, and that's interesting. And I, I commented on this um, on Monday, I think it was in Insights, when we were saying everyone's watching it so closely that it feels to me like if the number was higher, for example, that would, as you say, be potentially catastrophic for the markets. But also if the number was lower, there's going to be a big reaction. And I actually think even if the number is exactly the 0.75 as expected, there's going to be a big reaction. Mm. It seems that there's just a lot of people watching it and a lot of money um, on the sidelines or, or waiting for some sort of certainty that is going to push that market around regardless. So it, it feels like volatility is going to happen pretty much whatever happens. Would you agree with that? 100% agreed. Um, you know, similar to in the crypto realm with the merge, just, you know, no matter the yep. result, we're going to see lots of volatility just given the conditions. Yeah. And I, I know that's sort of off topic slightly, but when you look at that with Ethereum and the merge, that was very much a, um, 
thing that was expected, but we still, like you said, still got the volatility, yeah. um, even though it happened pretty much precisely as predicted it would happen. So yeah. there was there was no one un, sort of unexpected consequence and, and we still saw volatility. So there could be more of that on the horizon tonight. But what, what do you see as the most likely scenario to play out after the Fed announcement? Do you think that we've sort of come to the end of this um, rate rising cycle now or from from how you look at it, do you think there's there's still more to go? What what's your take on on the whole play? Yeah, I think there's still more to go. And um, in in the news piece, um, the chief strategist Patterson, she was she was talking about how you know the Fed's in a difficult place, mm-hmm. and you know they can kind of stop doing the rate rises. But that's going to have other consequences. So you know it might just be in their best interest to just continue and continue these rate rises even if it is more of a lesser of two evils as opposed to an appropriate solution. So I personally think this will continue. And, and I really liked that that point that she made there um, at, when I read that piece this morning because it, it really was saying this isn't good, but <laughs> best of two bad bad outcomes, wasn't it? That was really the, the crux of what she was getting at. Yeah. Yeah, okay, great. So we did have a question actually come in today from R. Graham on the email. Um, and his question was, why is the price of gold tracked down if the demand for the metal has increased? So we've talked a lot recently about um, how there has been increased demand for metal. And I know we've we've seen um, it, the busy period sort of pick up at the moment at Ainsley. So is this sort of a summary of, of the pieces that you've talked about today um, in, in this Insights interview? Do you, do you want to sort of give us an overview of, of your sort of summary response, why gold can be down? and demand still increasing. Yeah, again, I think it comes back to this concept of people just being very fearful and irrational at the moment and taking, they want their physical cash because they're scared, they're selling out all their assets and you're seeing these massive, um, you know, decreases across the board. Mm -hmm. Even though it doesn't make sense for gold to be down, you know, it still is because people are just selling and they need cash. However, I will say, I think the tide is starting to turn, you know, particularly at Ainsley this past week, it's been, you know, probably one of our biggest weeks in recent memory. I think people are starting to get it, to get what's going on. And as, you know, we continue to be in this current environment, people will eventually switch to understand as prices increase that their cash is losing value. And I think they will buy bullion enough for sure. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And I, I tend to agree with you there that we're probably coming to the end of that period where <clears throat> people can, and complacent was the word you used before, like can, can, um, come to the end of being complacent because they realize, no, hang on, this is actually impacting me and there is something I can do about it. So hopefully with um, more information like what you've given us today, that that informs people so they they can sort of at least be informed enough to make a decision and, and not just blindly, you know, um, wander into whatever's coming next, I suppose. I agree. And also I would say, I mean, obviously we're big proponents of bullion, gold and silver, but I think it's more just the idea of the individual taking sovereignty over their own investment and taking yeah. action in a, in a time when people that take inaction will be punished. So you might not be the biggest gold and silver. You might be a believer in Bitcoin if you think that's going to be an inflation hedge, but it's more the idea of you just making a decision to protect yourself from, from what is coming. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, and breaking all that down for us today, Branko. Really appreciate it. And we'll be sure to get you back on again, I think. Thanks for having me. Look forward to coming back soon. Great. Thanks.
Well, thanks so much for being on the show, Branko and Chris. As always, I'll see you on the next one. Now, for the audience, head over to the Discord channel. That's discord.gg forward slash gold to continue the conversation. Do you have a question you want to ask? Would you like to give us some feedback? Chris and Branko will be on there for about one or two hours after the upload of this video. So go check it out. Of course, I want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ainsley Bullion for the wide range of videos that we produce five days a week. And of course, check out goldsilverstandard.com as well. As we say at the end here, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world. Take care. We'll see you next time.